Simple Life Together, Episode 21, Menu Bar Apps and Browser Extensions, and Helping Others Edit and Organize. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last show, I talked about organizing your clothes closet, and Dan talked about mentoring our younger selves. On today's show, Dan is going to show us a few tools in his toolkit to help simplify his computing workflows, and I'll be talking about helping others as they go through the editing and organizing processes. First off, hello to any first-time listeners here. And if you're on a journey to simplify your life, then you're definitely listening to the right show. Yeah, so please let us know what we can do to help you lead a simpler life in the modern world. Okay, well, we're going to hop right into our topics today. So let's get started. Dan, you're up first. All right. So today I thought I'd cover just a few tools in my toolkit for working on my Mac and in the Chrome browser. So even though many of the apps are Mac specific that I'm going to talk about, uh, I'll try and list some that are PC equivalent. And the Chrome extensions that I'll be telling you about work across platform on uh, anywhere you use the Chrome browser. So let's go ahead and get started on that one. Cool. So, okay, these are apps that operate in my Max menu bar. That's that little bar that goes across the top of the screen. And the first one I want to talk about is Text Expander. And I may have mentioned Text Expander before. I think I mentioned it when I was talking about the iPhone. Yeah, I think so. So Text Expander is a Mac-only app, but there are other programs out there for the PC that function similarly. So just Google Text Expander for PC and you'll find some. And just check out the reviews for these because, honestly, I don't have any experience with any text expander programs for PC. You gave it PC a long I did. time ago. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you will too. <laughs> no. So what is text expander? Well, text expander automatically expands your text using little short codes or snippets. It's kind of like shorthand for your keyboard. Okay, all yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So from a single line to a, uh, a signature block, all the way up to like a full page of text, you just make a little snippet and you'll save tons of time as you type. So for signature blocks, say you have a couple different emails or you have a couple different signature blocks you Mm -hmm. use, you can make up a little snippet code for each one, and it'll automatically insert that that signature block for you. Right. You know, if you do any type of coding, you can use it for code. I use it for email addresses, like my uh, daniel.hayes at dehava.com email address. Mm -hmm. I just type d.d, and boom, it automatically expands out instantly into the full email address. And I use it for our web addresses. For like for simplelifetogether.com, if I just wanted to write simplelifetogether.com, I just put slt.c and it automatically expands out and the S and the L and the T are capitalized in it for me. But if I want to put it into the web browser, you know, you want to type the HTTP colon slash slash, I just write hslt.c and it expands all the way Wow. But how do you remember all that stuff? I mean, that can be like its own, it's like having a hundred different passwords yeah it's just habit though just after oh, use wait, but you can actually there's you can go up if you have the little yeah, icon the, or whatever in the menu bar the you right, can yeah. open up your snippets yeah and then you can it can show you that you can actually highlight that and yeah well you, you um or at least see what the you can is. yeah that way you can learn them and you can add new snippets there as I well i forgot about that see obviously i don't use texas banner as much as dan does <laughs> i use it for a couple of things but <laughs> and it's a great program, but it I is. just don't, it's just one of those things I just haven't really adapted to or adopted right away. Yeah, you, you definitely have to use it to form the habit to save the yeah, time. Yeah. Without a doubt. But we'll it probably does. be talking about habits down the road here. Probably. Not, not today, but. <laughs> 
So you name it, you can use it for lots of different things. I, you know, another use that I just recently started using it for was common spelling mistakes. For some reason, every time I type out the word podcast, it comes out podcats. All right. I don't know why. So I made a snippet that automatically corrects podcasts to podcast. Oh my gosh. That's so, crazy. Yeah. And that's it's just one other thing you can do with Text Expander. And, <laughs> that's uh, funny. I have a link in the show notes to this and, and all of these, but it's available through the Mac App Store. And it's a little pricey for the Mac App. It's $34.99. And then I also have a link for the iPhone and the iPad where you can get it for, for $4.99. Mm, cool. So. Um, the next one I want to talk about is Dropbox. And you know I've mentioned Dropbox a lot before. And Dropbox is available for PC and Mac. Dropbox just adds another folder onto your computer that acts as a virtual drive. And you can use Dropbox to supplement a good backup plan. I talked about that back in episode three. You know, by storing your docs there, it supplements your backup. You can load uh, Dropbox on your PC, your Mac, smartphones, your tablets. Everything, basically, and then you can synchronize it across your different devices. Yeah, it's awesome. I've been using it a lot more. Um, I know you introduced it to us about, I don't know, back in 2010, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, because I remember you were in, I was introducing it to some of the organizers as part of the group here, and I love it. It's just, it's like, man, I, but that's me. It takes me a little while to kind of warm up to different programs, but I love this, and we use yeah. it all the time. Well, I know people, actually, Michael Hyatt's one of them, too, uh, that keep all of their documents on Dropbox. Everything resides on Dropbox. Wow. And that's it. Nothing on their hard Nothing drive. Nothing on Evernote? Well, yeah, he uses Evernote, but <laughs> but I mean, it's documents Document that he saves yeah. he does in, in Dropbox. That's right. And you talked about that before, though, the difference between the Dropbox and Evernote and between Google Drive, Dropbox, and that. Right. So yeah, Dropbox is, it's an external drive. Mm-hmm. So you don't create a document there. You can't edit, a, you know, a document there. You'll have to think of it as like a thumb drive in the cloud. Oh, yeah. Cool. Really. I like it. That's what it, that's what it does. It's a very good okay? description. Cool. So if you change or edit a document that's in Dropbox, while you say you're working on your laptop, it automatically will update everywhere else. You'll see it. I'll have a little synchronizing wheel in there and right. it'll synchronize across all your platforms. So, and if you're, um, even if you're on somebody else's device, you can log into your Dropbox account on the web and access your information there. So Dropbox is my service of choice for synchronizing other programs too. I use it to sync our text expander account, which we share that I just spoke about, our biz expense tracker app, which we use to track all of our business expenses, photos of receipts. You track your business client time with biz expense tracker. Mm -hmm. And we also use it to track our one password account, which I'll cover later on in, in this episode. So when you can even share documents or folders with others so they can have access to and it's all done seamlessly. Dropbox is just right there. It's on the cloud, and it just works. Dropbox is free, and they give you two gigabytes to start off with. And if you've never used it before and you don't have an account, you can go to dropbox.com or simplelifetogether.com slash dropbox. The next one is one you may not have heard of before. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's called Evernote. <laughs> now, uh, you've had two shows dedicated to I know. Well, Evernote. this one I'm not dedicating to Evernote. Oh, this is the, just the Evernote um, the menu bar okay. function, the uh-huh. menu bar app for Evernote. And this is brand new the, the way it is right now. It's a brand new to the Evernote arsenal, and it's called the Quick Note function. So this is probably the first time most people have ever heard about this. It just came out like within the last week and a half. Wow. The new Quick Note feature lets you create a note at any time, no matter what you're doing on your computer. You just click on the elephant in the menu bar at the top of your screen. And to create the quickest Evernotes ever, 
you can simply pop open QuickNote and start typing right there, and it'll start typing a note for you. Once you're done, all you have to do is click Save to Evernote, or if you use keyboard shortcuts, it's Command Return, and then continue what you were doing. If you don't save to Evernote, then your content will stay in the QuickNote window waiting for you to add more stuff. So you can create audio notes and screenshots just by clicking the relevant icons up there in the helper. When you go up there to QuickNote, there's a little helper there. If you just mouse over the icons up there in QuickNote, you'll see text that explains each icon's function. You can also add images or attachments simply by dragging them onto the elephant icon in the menu bar. Every new item you add will be added to the same note until you save to Evernote. Oh, it's really? It's really okay. cool. <laughs> so as Evernote says, it's the perfect on-the-go complement to your normal Evernote use. And once you get the hang of um, using that and keyboard shortcuts, you'll wonder how you ever got along without it. Because otherwise you would have to, you would open up that note. Um, and then if you're still searching and stuff, you'd have to go back and open that note up to add different content. Well, you can open up a note and then like if you're working in the desktop version of Evernote, you can yeah. open it up and keep it to the side and you can drag things in there. And you can yeah, leave that right. one note open. But this is just a quick thing. You just drag it up to that little elephant icon oh, and it builds a note for you. That's really nice. Yeah. The next one I want to talk about is Alfred. Alfred is a keyboard-driven productivity app for Mac, and it helps you launch apps and search your local computer, as well as the web with, I mean, super great speed. I set it up to, uh, so that when I key in command space, I can search for everything that Mac's Spotlight normally lets you search for, and more, actually. Hmm. For instance, if I wanted to search simplelifetogether.com for the phrase Occam's Razor, I'd normally have to go to simplelifetogether.com, go over to the search bar, type right. in Occam's Razor, and then it would bring up results, and then I'd be able to use that somewhere else. With Alfred, I just type in SLT, and then I'll automatically pull up SLT search, and I'll just SLT, and I'll just put Occam in there, and then hit return, and boom, it search, it goes to that site automatically, searches it, and brings me back the results. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, and you can set it to um, to launch apps to search your whole computer. It really is, and it's an amazing little program. And so that's also... It's just cutting out a couple steps there. I like that. It's cutting out a bunch. And especially, it's, it's another thing, though, that you have to develop the habit of using it. Sure. So it's available for free in the Mac App Store, and I will make sure that I have a link to that in the show notes. Cool. Okay? The next one I want to talk about is Screen Float. Not to be confused with Screen Flow, uh, that's what I use to record uh, tutorials and so forth. Um, but Screen Float is a Mac app that I use to create screenshots of a relevant portion of a screen. And the screen, whatever I copied, will float above all other windows. So it's always visible no matter what application you're, you're in. So you know how sometimes you want to transcribe something, right? And so you might take a little screenshot. On a Mac, you go, uh, what is it, uh, Command-Shift-4 right. to, mm -hmm. to do a screenshot. So if you wanted to use that, it automatically defaults to the, whatever program you're working in is the top window on your program, right? Right, right. So you might be trying to transcribe, but it, that other thing, kept, that screenshot keeps getting yeah. hidden down, right? Uh-huh. Well, not with ScreenFloat. It's almost like having one of those, like... <laughs> An old secretary little stand, like you have something that you need to type on the computer, but it'll stay there. You can look over at it. It's going to always you go. be there. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, with screen float, it will float above all the windows and it's always visible no matter which application you're in. It's much better than a screenshot because like I said, the screenshot will be pushed to the background unless that's the program you're working in. Hmm. So like I said, say if you're trying to transcribe something or use it as a reference, and you, you know how you, a lot of times you got to quick, yes, keep annoying. yeah, going back and forth between views because those other applications always bury it. Well, ScreenFloat, 
uh, we'll keep that captured and it floats above everything. And nice. that's available in the Mac uh, App Store. And I have a link to that in the show notes as well. Did you say that's a free app? Or is it? Uh, I think ScreenFloat costs a couple of bucks. Okay. But I'm not exactly sure. But the cool thing is, too, is it keeps a library of your your recent um, captures? floats. Yeah, your <laughs> recent captures. Cool. So you have access to those. Okay, next up, we have FlyCut. And I mentioned FlyCut in my thing segment way back in episode eight. Flycut is a terrifically simple clipboard utility that puts what you copy onto the clipboard in a stack. So here's what it does. Every time you copy or cut text, uh, Flycut stores your clipping in a temporary stack for later retrieval. So right now, if you go to cut and paste something, mm-hmm. you cut it and you paste it. Well, if you cut if you cut and paste something else or copy something else, the last one is gone, right? Right, right. This keeps a whole record of it. I'll get oh. to that in a second. So Flycut lives in the menu bar at the top of the screen, like all the ones that I'm talking about right now do. And you can access all of your recent clippings there or by using keyboard shortcuts. So here's how you use it. You copy text just like you normally would by right-clicking and selecting copy or by using the keyboard shortcut command C. And every time you copy or cut text, it's stored in Flycut stack. To paste an item from Flycut, just place your cursor wherever you want your text to appear, and then you can access your stored clippings by clicking on the menu bar icon for Flycut up there in the menu bar, mm-hmm. or by using the shortcut command or shift command V. When you use the keyboard shortcut, a heads up display appears, and you use your arrows to cycle between your different stack items. Mm. So all you have to do is hit return, and the item the the item that you selected in the stack will automatically paste itself paste itself where your cursor is. Oh. So I'm not a big, you know, keyboard shortcut guy. So I just use it by clicking the menu bar icon. It seems to work for me. Oh, so I can totally see it's like when we're collecting, you know, um, when you're collecting data or information from just different sites or different documents yep. and you're trying to, you know, collaborate all those items, but instead of going back and forth constantly. Yeah, you, you copy one, you paste it. You got to go back, the, copy it again, paste it again. Yeah. You could copy, 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 copy. Yeah. Then you go over, paste, 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 paste. Nice. Very, very sexy. So... Here's why I like Flycut, kind of summarizing all that. It saves me tons of time because I'm a pretty heavy copy and paster. And I used to copy and paste onto a text editor file mm-hmm. or or like a, a digital sticky note or something. But Flycut totally replaced that. And it's free, it's fast, and it's way better than the standard Mac clipboard in every way. <laughs> so another great feature is that you can sync your copy stack between devices using, what did I just talk about? Dropbox. Dropbox. Yep. Use the Dropbox sync, <laughs> sync feature. So if you don't have Dropbox, again, go to simplelifetogether.com slash Dropbox, and you can pick it up there. So again, Flycut is available for free. I have a link uh, to it in the Mac App Store. So if you're a Windows user, you can also check out Spartan Lite Multi-Clipboard, and there's a link for that in the show notes, or M8 Free Multi-Clipboard, and again, another link for that. They do similar functions to Flycut. The next one that I have in my menu bar uh, is called Air Server. Now, candidly, it's in my menu bar, but it's probably the least applicable to most people. I use Air Server to mirror my iPhone or my iPad screens onto my desktop to do tutorials or how-tos for clients and training videos and all that. But it's a great little tool. So your iPhone or iPad display shows up on the desktop. I use another program called ScreenFlow to record all of that. Uh-huh. And um, and it looks like your it looks like there's a camera over your well, you used to just put, used to have like your hand underneath yeah. the camera yeah. and recording Remember, yourself. Yeah, I did that YouTube video that's got like a hundred and 
5,000 views or something. <laughs> how to remove a Facebook how post. How to remove a Facebook post, mobile? yeah. I just used like my iPad to record me doing my phone. I, that's what I would use there. I think we did the same thing too for uh, QR codes. It's kind of a yep, quick video yep, on yep, that too. QR, so it was yep, kind of right. funny. I, yep. pro- it was so awkward. You're propping up this camera and then you're yep. kind of straddling it from behind and trying to get your phone underneath it. So this is a way better option. <laughs> yeah, air server, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So... The next one I want to talk about is PopClip, and I had this feeling that I've talked about PopClip before. I don't know. I but, don't think uh, so. But I'm not sure if I did. But PopClip lets you do some pretty amazing things um, real easily with text. So kind of forget the old standard cut and paste. But when you highlight a block of text, PopClip automatically pops up and gives you lots of options for what you can do with the text. The options you can choose from depend on what extensions you have loaded into PopClip. So it's an app that's in the menu bar that has different extensions. You can have up to 22 different extensions loaded into this one app at one time. Oh my gosh. And some of the standard uses are, so imagine you highlight text, right? Automatically, it brings up this long menu bar that asks you, you want to copy it, cut it, do you want to paste it? You can change the format, so like you could bold it, italicize it, underline it, send it directly to Evernote. I even have mine set to tell me how many characters are in that selection, so I could see if it's tweetable. Oh, this would be so cool. This, no, this is the first time I heard of this one because I could use this one. Just okay. saying. Well, <laughs> baby, you got to watch the master every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? I just rely on you to do it. Just do it. Yep. <laughs> but I got to use it, right? Man, you got to use it. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, it would help out I with I know our, it's cool. That's why I use with it. Our all the show cool notes kids are doing it. Or yep. just any kind of document that you're working on. Yeah, and it works in all different programs. So, uh, you know, on the Mac, you just highlight it and, it and you get to do it. So we could be in WordPress doing our do it blog stuff, you know, yep. Google Docs, everything. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah, very cool. All right, trying to get overwhelmed here, but I want that one. Okay. So you have lots of different options to choose from. Again, you can have 22 extensions loaded, and there's lots of extensions. So there's also a great write-up about PopClip on Lifehacker, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Oh, well, you know it's good if it's on Lifehacker. Well, Come there on. you go. You were on Lifehacker, you know so it. Come you know on. it's good, right? Just saying. <laughs> so, and I'll also have a link to the Mac App Store for that one as well. So those were apps that I use in my Mac's menu bar. All right. Now I'm going to kind of switch gears and I'm going to talk to you about extensions that I use in my Chrome browser. So extensions give a browser more functionality than just surfing a website, right? So you think about browsers, you think, okay, I just go there to surf the web. But there's lots of things that you can do, functionality you can give a browser, and extensions give it more functionality. Okay, so, but extensions are specific to the browser though? So it would be like Chrome extensions or... yes. Okay, is there a Safari extension? Safari has extensions okay. as well. Okay, yep. cool. All right. So they have different ones. I don't know. They, some of them are the same. It's kind of like, if it really is like an app. It's, it, it can be a little confusing, but just think of it as an app that you for use just for your, for your browser. Very cool. I okay. like how you break it down. That's right, I breaking it that. down. So the first one is 1Password. One 1Password one is a password and identity manager And it's for Mac and Windows and iOS and Android devices as well. And we manage all of our passwords through the 1Password app. And there's an extension that you can use for that in the Chrome extension store. So while there's a charge for 1Password, the extension for it to use it in the Chrome browser is free. All right. So again, we manage all our passwords through the 1Password app. We also use it for our credit card info, for automatically filling out forms, Mm -hmm. Um, for like the business, we use it for our employee identification number, all that stuff. It's all located there in one password and even secure notes. 
Yeah, it's great. I mean, you ha- you can have your different identities um, with the information that pertains to it. So it could be just here's Vanessa and any military information. Here's Vanessa and my get simplified. Get simplified, or, or here's Vanessa personal. and Napo. Right. You know that I'm a member and I have my Napo number in there and all that right. stuff. So that's kind of cool. And then, but you can also have all your different logins for different websites. You can have your different credit card information, basically your wallet. I mean, it's really, really right, cool. Right. And so we have all of ours in one document. So my passwords, your passwords, or not one document, but one account, I should say. Uh-huh. All of ours are in there in the one account and they're synced through Dropbox. And so it's synced with all of our machines, all of our mobile devices. And it holds our, like I said, our credit card information and secure notes. Uh, it has a amazingly strong password generator that to pe- generate um, you know good Very really good passwords right. mm-hmm. and now some sites make you say it's got to have one uppercase one lowercase eight letter eight one, one greek yeah. greek symbol <laughs> right you right know, one hair of a dog you know it's got to have well you can set the generator to do exactly that that's cool and you can set it to make the password readable or not readable um, all sorts of things so but when it comes to password management it all depends on your comfort level for sure mm-hmm. and Although we sync uh, via our Dropbox account, some people may prefer to sync over their own Wi-Fi network that they have at their house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it lets you do that too. Some might opt to put everything into one password and use one password, but then maybe print out a hard copy of all of your passwords, which it lets you do, and you know store that somewhere in a safe deposit box for good uh, safekeeping or whatever. There you go. And uh, so I've had a few folks ask about password management lately, <laughs> and... Um, this is what we use, and I'm considering doing a full segment on this. So if you're interested in password management or you think it's, you'd like to hear some more on that topic, just uh, send me a tweet. I'm at Daniel Hayes on Twitter, or you can shoot me an email at dan at simplelifetogether.com. You know, that might not be a bad um, topic for both of us to do. You can talk about the tech stuff as far as password management and stuff like that. And I can actually talk about how to organize important documents and different ways that you can do that. Because I've gotten a lot of information or questions about that recently, especially in light of tax season and just just things like that, you know, end of life preparation. And so that might be a good topic for us to kind of both talk about. Okay. Kind of pay you back together. We'll kick that one around. Mm -hmm. Now here, a quick question about extensions. They're only good for desktop browsers. Like, does that sound like a, I don't know if I sound silly. No, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, I, most of them are, are, See, it's only been recently that you've been able to use a Chrome browser like on an iOS device for a long time. That was just blocked. But I don't even think that um, um, because it's because the browser itself is an app in an iOS device or mm-hmm. a mobile device. Uh, I don't think that they have extensions. Usually, with and with apps though, they have. You know, if you pay a little extra, you get a little more functionality. Sure, right, right. So th- those that may exist for some. The reason why I ask that is just because I love One Password. I mean, I I really really like it, but. My problem is when I am on a mobile device, whether it be my iPad or my iPhone, and I have to actually, so let's say I have to, what if I do want to do an order online on my iPad? I have to actually exit out of that or go to open up one One password and go through the whole process instead of hitting just the extension. You know what I mean? Like I would on the desktop. Sure. That's a a valid point. And I agree with you. Um, But I think the new app that they have lets you do that. We just didn't pay for the upgrade. Okay. So... I, honestly, I was a little bit upset when they did that upgrade and made you repay for it. You know oh. what I mean? It is new. But, that, you know, that's the thing. I mean, these days you get so much functionality and you expect, 
you expect to pay for it for once and have it for the rest of your life. And you know that's a company can't survive on that. Right. Yeah. You know, you get, like, you've said this before, though. If you really, it's like with Evernote. Yeah. We pay extra. We don't necessarily need, but we love the functionality. We do love the company. We sometimes want to stick around. Right. And so we do actually, you know, pay for the full year's worth of the storage yeah. and stuff like that, the premium version. So, so but still, gotcha. valid, valid argument. Okay. I'm just curious. It would just make it easier, but it, it sure just takes would. a little bit more time when you're trying to do stuff off. Yeah, mobile. it does. I'm okay. with you. What you got next? So the next one up is Google Voice. And I make um, calls. I send uh, text messages, SMS messages. I preview my inbox and get notified of new messages uh, using the Google Voice extension in my Chrome browser. Now, that's for the U.S. only. But uh, I really like Google Voice. I use it to get my business number on my iPhone. So on my iPhone, I have my personal number and my Google Voice business number. They both ring there. And with this Chrome extension, I can make and receive calls, text messages, and everything right from my browser using my Google Voice account. So I can call a client using the microphone that I use for the podcast and my headphones. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's really nice. Yeah, it sounds good, too. I wish you do that more often for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I could I could use the microphone or or I can have it ring you know go up to the browser tell it to make a call and it'll ring my um, my phone first and then as soon as I answer it on my phone it'll ring whoever I was calling and then it'll connect us. Oh, very cool! I like that. Yeah, so that's the Google Voice extension. All right, here's another program that you may never have heard about before. Well, let me guess, <laughs> Evernote. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the Evernote. Chrome extension web clipper. It's okay. a little bit different from the one I talked about before. When you're working on the web, you can use the Evernote extension in Chrome to save things that you see on the web into your Evernote account. It suggests a title for the new note and gives you options to save the whole article, a selection. Uh, if it's a PDF doc you're looking at, it'll give you the option to save that. The URL or the full page. Another cool thing, if you click on the web clipper in the Chrome bar, and then double click on the upper left corner of the box where it says Evernote Web Clipper. It will open up the web version of the Evernote account and you won't have to resign in. Nice. I didn't know that until yesterday and I found that by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that nice? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a cool little function. The next one is called Note Anywhere. And this is a cool little extension where you can make notes on any web page in any position on the web page. And when you open that page again, the notes get loaded automatically. So think of... Think of it as you're browsing a website and you want to take some notes on it. You pop open Note Anywhere, a little yellow sticky pops up on that website and you can position it wherever you want. And then you can type in your notes there. And then five days from now, if you come back and re-navigate to that site from your Chrome browser, that note will still be there. So you can take notes on lots of things. Honey, how come you have not put this on mine? You know I'm a sticky <laughs> nut. I mean, you need I to listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get you don't get special treatment oh, just because. Okay, fair just enough. Just because you you're my wife, but <laughs> but you know here's where I've used this. I've used it with clients as I review their website for them. And show them where they can make improvements on search engine optimization. Oh, it kind of stands out because it really... stays there. Yeah, it's a right. big sticky note, and it's right there. So I'll I could do all my notes right there on their website, and boom. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. And that's as long as I'm using the same computer, I can do that. So I do it on my laptop, and then and when when I meet with them at their office or whatever, I pull it up on my laptop, and there you go. Oh, okay, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> so <does> that mean <laughs> that means <laughs> Robert's your father's brother. <laughs> So, 
Anyhow, next one up is Speed Dial 2. Speed Dial 2 is fast and it's clean and it's an extension which creates a dashboard for all your favorite pages and quick access to your apps, bookmarks, and browsing history. So kind of like you have that little um, bookmarks bar across the top in your browser. Uh Well, this is like having a whole front page of like a dashboard that has as many or as few as you want. And uh, Speed Dial uses, uh, I guess you'd call them visual bookmarks, you know, but they're dials. And you can keep as many dials as you want or organize them into different groups. And the only thing you need to create a new dial is its URL address. And after you specify an address, you can customize it with one of the predefined logos or a custom image from the internet, or you can just visit the page for the, uh, for the first time and Chrome will kind of create a thumbnail from what it sees. It creates a really neat little dashboard and you can use it as a launch pad for all your web browsing. And the best part about Speed Dial, in my opinion, is the hidden sidebar function. So every time you open up a new tab in Chrome, your Speed Dial dashboard appears and it has all your icons for your favorite sites. But if you move your cursor over to the right of, the, of that page, a panel slides out that has three columns, applications, bookmarks, and recently closed tabs, oh, okay. which is really nice. Now for applications, those are Chrome applications. And then your bookmarks are what, everything that you've had bookmarked all there in a nice list. Right. And then the recently closed tab functions is really cool. It really comes in handy. So your recently closed tabs are there. Oh man, I keep doing that sometimes when I'm just trying to X out of a, just a, I don't know, like a document or something. Yeah. I actually hit the wrong yeah. box and I exit it completely out of my browser. Yeah. Like, well, oh. you can, well, for that, you just go up to file, reopen, close tab. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Duh. That's <laughs> no, all good. Thanks, babe. Appreciate so I, it. So the next Jeez. Chrome extension I have is the Google link shortener. It's uh, G-O-O.G-L. And you use that simply to shorten your URLs. So what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm just like, there are some really cool extensions and apps and stuff. And I'm like, do you really have all of these? I do. Well, I, I'm covering 16 today. That's all I'm covering. Well, you are, you know, you're a little addict. I'm a little extension <laughs> addict, a little app addict. At least it's not it's, too much. real or are those extensions? <laughs> no, these are extensions. So anyway, okay. let's move on. Okay. <laughs> so say if you're going to uh, do a tweet or something like that or... Uh, you have a very long URL. You just, um, while you're in that web page, you click the goo.gl, the little uh, <laughs> extension over there, and it'll give you a nice short URL that you can use. Nice. So next one up is by, is, uh, has to do with a program that you may not have heard of before. <laughs> oh my God, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> it's called Evernote Clearly. Good heavens. Right. So it's <laughs> we an, just talked about being an addict. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Well, this is, this is a, an extension made by Evernote. It's called Clearly, and it makes blog posts and articles and web pages clean and easy to read. So it like takes off all the ads and everything. Oh, okay. So you can save them to Evernote like that. And, um, any other distractors that are on the website, it, it takes them off. And oh, it's kind of cool. It's really meant for article type websites. So like you couldn't go to uh, like CNN.com or FoxNews.com or something like that that has lots of mini stories, little teasers on there. Mm-hmm. You couldn't use it for that. But if it's a, you know, a blog post that has, you know, blogs have sidebars and all that stuff, and you just want to focus and concentrate on the article, you just click on clearly oh, and, it, nice. and it just renders the, that article by itself. All right, the next one I want to use is called One Tab. And this is a biggie for me. This probably should have been my thing a couple episodes ago when I first discovered it. Hmm. But as much as I love the Chrome browser, it really can sap a lot of virtual memory on your equipment. Like on my MacBook, it saps a lot of different, or a lot of the virtual memory when I have a lot of different tabs open. 
I keep my Mac's uh, activity monitor open in the dock so I can literally see how much memory is being eaten up by my browser. Well, the one-tab extension for Chrome can save you up to 95% of your memory and reduce your tab clutter. What? So, yeah, whenever you find yourself with like a whole bunch of tabs open, you know how that is when you're kind of surfing around for yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You just click the one tab icon in your extension bar, and it'll convert all of your tabs into a list. So when you need to access the tab again, you just click on it, and it restores it automatically. Hmm. Or you can just restore them all back at one time. Oh, okay. So when your tabs are open in the one tab list... You save up to 95% of your memory because you reduce the number of really, truly open tabs in Google Chrome, all right? I mean, it's really an amazing extension, and uh, I texted that out to some folks or tweeted it out to uh-huh. some folks, and they're like, oh my gosh, I love it. So <laughs> That's fantastic. So yeah. kind of to, to close up, um, these are just 16 tools in my toolkit of menu bar apps and Chrome extensions, and you know, hopefully I told you about at least one that you've never heard of before that can make your tech life a little simpler. <laughs> But again, I have links to all of the menu bar apps I talked about today in the show notes at simplelifetogether.com slash 021. And all of the extensions I talked about for Chrome are free in the Chrome web store. So take some time to browse around the store there and you can discover lots of extensions that might make your browsing experience a little bit easier or a little bit better. If you haven't been to the Chrome store before, just go to simplelifetogether.com slash Chrome and that'll forward you directly to the Chrome store. So that way you don't have to be searching all around. Nice. So I hope this helps. And I'd love to hear some of your tools that you use in your menu bar or in your browser of choice. And if you have something that just just totally works for you, hey, let us know. And we'll yeah. try and get the word out. Cool. All right. That was a lot. That's, that's awesome. Good stuff. A that's lot. Hey, you know, that's but... what I do. That's what I do, girl. <laughs> Make it easy, huh? Yep. It's really, really neat. I just have to kind of, you know me though, I've got to take my time with one thing at a time and and, and figure it out. And then once I master that or feel like I'm a good user of it, then move on to the next one. That's right. There's at least three in there that I know I want to use. So that's awesome. Thanks. I know somebody that can help if you're running any issues. Very cool. Okay, before I get started, I wanted to make a brief announcement. My birthday is coming up, and I'm doing something really odd this year. I'm actually asking for presents. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want just any present. I'm asking for donations in support of Charity Water. Now, we've talked about Charity Water a couple times before here on the show, and, and how we try to contribute, or we're going to start contributing, especially with stuff that we get from what the... Um, affiliate links. Our affiliate yep. links, that's Amazon, right. Yep. Um, and so, anyhow, I've been wanting, I've been waiting for my birthday day to come up um, so I can start my birthday campaign. Yeah, and Charity Water lets you set up a campaign around your birthday. Yeah, right? and yep. so um, it'll be open for a couple of months, but I did, I signed up, I've already got my, my site ready to go, and this is the first time I'm announcing it. So um, my goal is to raise $1,000 to help provide clean water to 10 families. So, you know, I'm we're, this is like no pressure. First of all, it's no <laughs> yeah. pressure. That's funny because we never even, we never even exchange gifts. I know. You and I. I know. (laughs) So, but I want to just say that there's absolutely no pressure. Um, You know, giving to charities is a personal decision. I know I personally pick and choose who I give to. Sometimes I support my friends and family, and sometimes I don't. Not one of them has unfriended or disowned me for it. So <laughs> that so, you know of, that I know of, right? <laughs> and that's the same treatment you'll get here, I promise. Um, but if you would like to donate, um, you know, five, ten, twenty dollar donation would be awesome. It would be great, and even better, uh, you may want to consider thirty nine dollars because that's 
how old I will be, and that's how many years I've been fortunate to have clean drinking water. So if you would like to donate, you can go to simplelifetogether.com slash charitywater, all one word, um, or you can go to uh, mycharitywater.org slash Vanessa-Hayes-Birthday. Probably just easier to go to simplelifetogether.com slash charitywater. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> anyhow, so I just want to kind of make that announcement. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that. Great. This is like the second or third 39th birthday, isn't it? It's 39. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just Sweet, kidding. thanks. Yeah, it's all sweat. good. <laughs> 29. It's just the anniversary. 39 is the new 29, don't you know? That's right. <laughs> okay, so my topic. You know, when we first announced our Edit and Forget It Challenge, Dan was a little bit nervous, even though it was his yeah, idea. My idea. Yeah, yeah. your yeah. idea, and you're totally excited about it. He actually had his doubts on if we would actually be able to achieve that goal personally in our own home. Could we really get rid of 2013 things this year? I, on the other hand, wasn't the least bit nervous about it. I wasn't sweating it one no, bit. You, you weren't, that's for sure. <laughs> We've mentioned this before, that our home isn't cluttered. As a matter of fact, uh, Dan uh, had a client over last week, and as she walked through the house to get out to the shed quarters to do some work with him, um, she was like, oh, I love this. It's so refreshing and nice, and, and it's organized. And, and it was almost like you could see her physically relax and say, oh, yeah. this is nice, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I'm not boasting here or anything that's just we we've worked hard to get to that point yeah it wasn't always like that yeah i mean we don't have a lot of knickknacks i mean dan his personal thing is you know what's your thing about decorations yeah if unless it has a real sentimental value or it's you know from our travels or something like that we don't have it out we some specific purpose like a use for it like you know know, a lot of people they they see a blank space on the wall and they oh i need to get something to put there Mm -hmm. i mean that's and we, we're just not like that anymore. No. It's just like we learn to enjoy the margin. Yeah, the only the things that we space. have, yeah, I'm sorry. The only thing that we really have are just a couple of candles. Candles, that's it. seems it. like candles are our random accessory that doesn't really have yeah. sentimental value or anything yep. like that. But even in our front foyer, we have a, it's a, um, that stick that you got yeah, from. Yeah, I got from, I got from the um, Maasai tribe over in Kenya. Yeah, yeah I mean, from, it's some, like. You think it's yeah. decorative, but it has a purpose. Yeah, it's right there by the door in case there's bad guys. Yeah, we'll bash their head in. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyhow, I mean, we even have a couple of empty drawers and bins and even a couple of sh- shelves to spare in our house that, yeah. um, you know, and we have a modest, like I said, it's somewhat modest, 1,800 square foot home, three bedroom house for a family of four. Um, but uh, but anyhow, I guess my point is that you can see why Dan might be a little bit nervous. But see, I knew there was a treasure trove of things waiting to be sifted through and edited. <laughs> And it was in our garage, right? That's right. That's right. (laughs) And I knew that that garage alone would be enough for us to accomplish our 2013 edit and forget it goal, right? Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that it would and... Yeah, you had your doubts and, you know, I'm not sure why, but you, but you did. And, you know, and we've organized this garage at least half a dozen times. It's like in a constant state of flux, not in a bad way. Well, we've moved a lot. We've Mm. moved, we've had projects and, you know... And, and like many other garages, it's like kind of like one big storage unit, um, you know, a place that, you know, to put stuff that doesn't really have a place in the home. Yeah, or it's seasonal. Put... Or, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, just naturally, there's going to be stuff that goes and, out there. And, you know, being in Texas, we don't have basements here. No. Know? And so, right. and we Good really point. don't, have, we have very small attics, which is fine with me. And attics but aren't the best to store stuff, especially here with anyway. the heat fluctuations yeah. or even other places where there's a lot of cold, yeah. you know. So, but anyhow, yeah, we've done a lot of different editing. I mean, I remember one time I had to edit because of, um, you know, when I moved in, I had boxes of things from my previous move that I would never unpack. 
Right. And so when you were overseas, I just took a day and I went through all that stuff and got rid of most of it. So anyhow, there's just different reasons, you know, whether it would be renovations or moves or whatever. It was all mostly to to organize our space. But this time it was different. And because we weren't organizing our garage because it was already organized. This time we were on a mission to deliberately and ruthlessly let go and edit. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that had something to do with why, you know, with Dan's apprehensions. Right. I mean, um, I guess I figured probably had something, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Dan, I just, I think it has something to do with the fact that you had a lot invested in our garage. Um, not only did our garage house his tools where he spent countless hours building, creating, sweating, cussing, <laughs> maybe <laughs> even shedding a few tears to make our cookie cutter home more unique, but it also housed nearly 30 years of dedicated service in our, in the Air Force yeah. um, in the form of military memorabilia, awards, uniforms, and equipment. And well, so, and we did go through... Um, a couple times and, uh, you know, during, I, well, I was overseas mm-hmm. in the Middle East for a year or spent, we spent an entire day unpacking the boxes of mine from, from, uh, you know, when I went moving back in and mm-hmm. when I, um, that was actually to prepare to go. And then right. when I got back, uh, we were newlyweds, mm-hmm. right. And so we were kind of consolidating right. and editing. Right. And after, our first renovation, you know, I bought some tools for the, f- the first renovations that we did. And then we, I think we let go of some stuff before we moved to Tampa. Uh-huh. And then we let go of more in Tampa. And then when we got back, we let go of even more. Mm-hmm. And, but this was, this was the first time for edit and forget it, where we really did like a major just going into, to really, I mean, surgically remove, remove stuff. So, yeah. I mean, be very, I mean, yeah really, really, um, I, like I said, ruthless, just kind of thinking yeah. about it, you know, and, and I think, you know, that garage, when I look at that garage, um, cause I looked at it many, many times, <laughs> you know, it just, it really embodied so much more than just mere stuff. I mean, it embodied dedication, like, yeah. which was evident in the bags of military gear spanning from the 1980s, the late 1980s to yeah, yeah. like 2010. Early 1980s. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. guess so. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, it also embodied hard work, you know, which is evident in the, the bin after bin of awards and accolades that Dan received throughout his military career. I mean, he just, it's crazy. <laughs> and it also embodied the spirit of creativity. I mean, believe me when I say he touched every room in our home, and I'm still in awe over how he's transformed our home into, by with his own two hands, to make it this beautiful home that we live in today. So, you know, there's all these good things that this, this garage embodied, but it also embodied frustration, burnout, and overwhelm. Am I right? A big time burnout, yeah. Yeah, I, I think sometimes you look out there and you would just kind of just shake your head and go, and it wasn't a mess. It was just, a, it was a lot of stuff in the end. And yeah. and he was, I mean. I would go a hundred miles an hour mm-hmm. for as long as I can and push myself and push myself, get through a project. And then at the end, I was just done. Done. And, yeah. you know, I loved, like when I was in, in middle school and high school, I took a lot of shop classes, you know, because... Like I said before, they they said I had a great aptitude for you know the uh, the ceramic ashtray um, <laughs> career field, and uh, but uh, Sweet. but you know part of those those industrial arts or shop classes they dedicated like the last eight minutes was to clean up mm-hmm. you know so that was ingrained in me. But when you're on your own schedule, it, it is yeah. a discipline to stop and do that. But I would just go. I would go too far, too fast, yeah. and then 
honestly just burn out after a project I mean, you would lose done. sleep thinking about all the 50 million steps ahead yep. in, in projects. So you are mentally and physically drained yep. from all that stuff. And so, so anyhow, knowing all this, I didn't pressure Dan to work on the garage right away. Um, you know, this edit and forget it thing. That was like the first place I wanted to hit because we yeah. constantly edit our house. I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew we had to work up to it. And, um, and I have pressured him in the past, maybe even nagged him a little, which is kind of rare because that's not really my thing. That's not even my bag. That's not baby. my bag. Yeah, it's not. You not. You don't. <laughs> I nag. don't like to nag. Um, but boy, oh boy, there were times I just couldn't take it anymore. I remember one time in our garage, it had gotten so bad. Um, it was like traversing through a rigorous like obstacle course, man. <laughs> it was crazy, and it was in disarray for a month after a project. Um, and but I had enough, so I just started organizing without him, and he kind of got the hint. And you know, let's just say it wasn't fun because he joined in. And he's like, "Well, I guess we're organizing today," yeah. you know. Um, and so I knew that that wasn't really the best way to go about it. Well, the guys that are listening to the show, they'll, they know, hey, you know, there gets to be a certain point where you just need to go along. <laughs> if you know what's good. You know? I mean, we don't, we don't usually, you know, neither points. one of us really like alpha dog on one another a no. lot. But there are certain times when, okay, get out of the way. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to start working with or without yeah. you. I'm taking care of this mess, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, But this time I wanted to make sure we were both on board and ready to, you know, edit the garage. And so we did with pretty good success. We let go of over 2,000 items. Yeah. Just in the garage. All mine. All of his, yep. Well, except for your air pump. <laughs> the broken air pump. The broken bike air pump, yeah. Because, yeah. like I said, I had all my stuff. But, um, but you know, this project, it was really cool. I mean, it was, it was great. Um, but it taught me some lessons, and, and it also helped me solidify some concepts and tips that I've already shared with our listeners out there. I've shared with my clients. I've shared on my blog about how you can work with someone um, and help them kind of, kind of push them or just kind of support them when they're trying to, to edit and, and, and organize their space. So I thought that today, that's what I would do with you and help share some of those, those lessons learned and some tips with you. Cool. Okay. So the first thing is you have to have patience on both sides. You know, patience with getting started. Like I said, I wanted to start right away. I knew Dan wasn't ready for that. He's like, no, not not yet. Um, and so, you know, we started in our closet first. But I also had to be patient with the process. And, and you need to, too, if you're working with somebody. Um, you know, we actually hit the garage about two or three times before this last real major push. Right. Right. I mean, Dan, um, he actually would just, his thing, he likes to, I like to do all out projects. Like I could just spend all day. I could spend eight or 12 hours organizing the space. Dan's like, nah, a little bit of time's good for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're good. And so maybe that's the case with the folk, with whoever you're working with. Just be patient with them. They might not want to go all out. They may just want to do a little bit of time. I'm going to hold my comments until um, my thing segment because not knowing what exactly what you're going to talk about. Okay. I, I talk about a little bit about this in my thing. Okay. That sounds great. Um, the other thing that I learned is that you really need to have respect. I mean, respect for one another, respect for the other person's space and respect for their feelings about the process. And I don't think I need to really elaborate on that. You just really have to respect that person and and just the situation. I think another good lesson is that you have to recognize your own struggles. Like for me, I am an action girl. Dan has all these great ideas and, you know, and when when I jump on board, I'm like, "Okay, let's get it done." I start making the list, I start having the action plan, I start putting it on the calendar. And, and that doesn't always work for other people. Um, and so I didn't want to push him. I had to recognize that that's how I operate. I want to get going, but ease up. Let's hold back. I also recognize that um, I'm a perfectionist in some cases on certain things. 
and I have a little bit of OCD, not a lot, but there's like, Dan was fine with certain things being organized, just putting stuff in a bin. I wanted to label it. I wanted to have little bins with within bins and get it all like really, really kind of pretty. Like <laughs> it's kind of hard to make garages pretty. And Dan's like, nah, it's, it's, it doesn't need to be that. This is how I prefer it. And so I had to realize that my way isn't the best way. It's not always going to be the best way. And I also realized that I can be very impulsive sometimes, react too quickly and be very impatient. It's like, let's go. And Dan, sometimes he, you know, he's just like, let's just, no, I just want to do it one thing at a time. And I was like, okay. So I had to recognize that I have my own struggles and I had to just realize that that's, that I needed to just kind of ease back. So maybe just recognize your own struggles as well. I wanted to say one thing real quick. I also had to reach a point where, um, and it took me a while to say to myself, this is what she does for a profession. This mm-hmm. is what people hire her because she does this better than anybody else I know. And why do I have issues with it? Why am I not willing to let her help? Yeah. Um, so, I, and I won't go too far into that. I know we're going to we're going to run long today on today's show, which yeah. is which is fine. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's a good point. It's just it's kind of like why don't I take your advice? But I, but someone else can say the same thing. Right. Sometimes the one you're closest to, I don't know. Sometimes you just yeah. And I and I trust you above anybody else in the world. It's crazy. Anyhow, okay. So you know, talking about recognizing your own struggles, but then also recognize that person's struggle. I think Dan is probably a little bit more sentimental about items than I am. Yeah. Um. And I'm not sure why that is. Everybody has different experiences, but I am not as sentimental about things. I am. I just don't need the physical reminder of the of different memories and things like that. And then I'm also different when it comes to Dan struggles with post project cleanup. He's mentioned this before, where he goes all out on a project, but has a hard time cleaning up afterwards. Where for me, I have it as part of the. It's part of my whole project is cleanup. That's right. It's not a done project until it's all cleaned up too. So. Anyhow, and then you got to recognize maybe that person has a different way of letting go, a different way of organizing, a different way of dealing with clutter. And so you just got to recognize their own struggles as well as your own. So another thing is communication is key. It's huge. Um, Dan's actually had a whole, you know, a couple shows about communication, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, team projects are fun usually, but they can also be pretty challenging. And so it's very, it's imperative that you really kind of communicate what your goals are, what your expectations are for this space. Um, communicate what your apprehensions are. Maybe talk about timelines, maybe an actual date of when you want to do the project. And then this is really important. What are your roles in the process, you know, do you, you know, with Dan, it's like, how, how involved do you want me to be in this? Do you want me to go into organizer mode? Like what I do, you want me to just hang back and just kind of offer advice. You want me to set up stations? What do you want? And so we had to kind of make sure that we were clear on the goals. Um, and you know what, you may disagree on how the organizing project will go, but try and figure that out before yeah. the day of the project, because chances are, if you don't communicate beforehand, you're not even going to get that project going. Right. You're just going to stop. Well, this time, I mean, I totally let go of the reins. I handed them over to you. You did. But then once we were moving, you were doing everything smoothly. Once everything was set up, you were just doing it all pretty much on your own, you know? Okay. We mentioned this before. Um, start with yourself. This is just another kind of tip. We've, I don't need to stomp this again, but it really does help. If you start editing, if you have a shared space, edit your own stuff first. Just kind of set the example. Um, another thing I've already mentioned to the, I mentioned this and kind of alluded to it was start small. Like I said, we started in bite-sized chunks. And then when we did start the edit, forget it, though, you did hit a couple of bins out there. You had one with a bunch of different memorabilia. Yeah. I actually posted that stuff on the Edit and Forget It Facebook page. Yeah. Just talking about just different kind of cool stuff from Air Force One and whatever else. Old from medals, old Different ribbons. embassies. Yeah. And it yeah. was just really cool. It was neat stuff. But you're like, hey, I can let it go. So I made sure I got a snapshot of it so we could have the digital memory of it. Yeah. 
But but anyhow, just you know, start small is is kind of a good way to go. Uh, another thing is that it needs to be a team effort. I talked about nagging. Nagging is counterproductive. It can be hurtful and rude. And so I just, I recommend just some gentle nudging as a, as a better option. And I think I, that's kind of what I did with, with Dan. I was like, okay, babe, um, you know, let's kind of talk about the projects that we need to work on for, and forget it. Let's kind of, what do you think? How long do you think that's going to take? You know, when can we put it on the calendar? Because I think if we set a date, we'll actually keep the date. And so it was just gentle. It was just in. Yeah. And for that time you used the taser on me. To- well, <laughs> I busted up my OC pepper spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will organize this garage. Yeah. The flame, so. the flamethrower you take running with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, I talked about this too, as far as, you know, being a team effort, you need to identify your goal and what your end state is. Okay. You need to identify that together um, and plan together. Identify those roles like I talked about and offer to help even if it's not your stuff. Heck, even Dan's ex-wife offered to watch our little girl while we edited the garage. Yep. I mean, that was pretty cool. She's yep. like, all right, guys, I know you guys are going to work on that. You want me to watch your little girl? We're like, uh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so team effort, even with ex-wives. Of course, <laughs> so, she's a friend. So. She's awesome. So another, another tip is to resist the temptation to edit behind their backs. I hear people talk about this all the time. And even twice, Dan, you don't know this, twice while you were out on business trips, I was going to go into that garage and do it. Just one section, like that one cart with all the, the different bins. Yeah. I was like, I can just, I just, because I wanted to prove to him that it, it'll be easier to maintain if it's just organized and labeled. I mean, it really won't be, it won't cause you as much frustration. But something told me not to. I don't know what it was. Maybe a little divine intervention. Your guardian angel. Yeah, I, I, really think I wouldn't so. have taken that well. Yeah, he wouldn't have. Yeah. And I knew that. I guess I kind of knew that. And that was, it's kind of disrespecting you. It's kind of saying that well, you're not going to do it. I'm, I'm going to be able to do that. And so you don't want to send those messages. You really need to be to be supportive. And so I just, like I said, just resist the temptation to do it yourself. You don't want to let go of somebody. And I wasn't going to let go of anything, but even just the act of organizing your stuff without your permission would have been a wrong move, I think. Yeah. So. Well, it's like that saying, when the student is ready, the master will appear, yeah. right? Yeah. I wasn't ready till, to, until recently to, to get rid of a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And you doing it without... You know, my blessing or my permission it would have it would have been detrimental. Yeah, because I wasn't ready. Yeah. So the last thing, just the last like lesson learned piece of advice is to recognize victories, big or small, but don't patronize the person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, letting go of a hundred screws is just as important as one expensive power tool. All right. And so, but I didn't like go overboard like, oh, I'm so proud of you, Dan. Or, but I didn't say, but Dan, I know you can do better. I mean, two hundred is great. And I, but I, come on, I know you can do better. Right. I didn't want to be sarcastic or patronizing or condescending or anything like that. And so you just really need to be genuine and supportive over the, the victories. So, yeah. but actually Dan was like, I'm doing good. I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. He's like, look at I that. I get two stars. You I mean, I think star. he was impressed with himself <laughs> or anything. So anyway, those are my bits of advice. Um, just when you're working with others on helping them, kind of nudging them and helping them kind of to tackle some areas that are maybe a shared space or that you have concerns with. Just some pieces of advice for you and some lessons That's learned. great stuff. It helps. That's great stuff. And okay. it was, uh, we have a much better garage now and we're a lot lighter and leaner out there. And we still have a little ways to go. I know I have uh, some more things that I need to get rid of, but... Well, it looks like we have a lot of stuff, but all those boxes up there that they're like... half. More than half empty. I mean, yeah. it's like just maybe an eighth full or just a quarter full. It's crazy. Right. So it's we're making headway. It's awesome. I love it. Cool. Good job. All right. 
Well, just a reminder that the Edit and Forget It Challenge is going strong over on the Facebook page. So. Yes, and it's never too late to join the challenge. It's going on all year, so head on over to SimpleLifeTogether.com and sign up. We've got folks getting rid of all kinds of stuff, and you can see pictures that they've shared, and heck, you can see pictures of the garage that we just organized. That's right. Woohoo! That's right. <laughs> so let's move on to the thing segment. Dan, I think you're up. Okay, so my thing this week is, um, I guess, accepting that there's like a time to accept certain things and just move on. Hmm. And uh, I don't know if that comes with age, you know, age and wisdom that they don't necessarily always go together. But um, I just kind of realized, you know, that uh, that uh, verse in the Bible, Ecclesiastes, about uh, for everything there's a season. You know, it was also a song by the birds. Right. You know, <laughs> right. they did it later, I think. Yeah. And then, um, and of course, even <laughs> the best version is Paul Van Dyke's Time of Our Lives. That's based on that, too. So thinking about that, there's really kind of two things. I got a, I got a two-part thing this week. Cool. So the first one is this. You know, I usually don't approach others. I'm kind of an introvert. And uh, unless I'm around a bunch of people that I like and... But you already know them and it's, yeah, I already yeah. know them. I'm fun. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm kind of the life of the party. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if I don't know a bunch of people, I'm not a great mingler. Mm-hmm. I wish I was. And um, I certainly hope I don't come across as... Um, no, you know, you standoffish just, or anything. No. I'm just kind of key to myself. But anyway, so I was at the grocery store last Friday. And um, no, I'm sorry, it was Thursday. And I'm in the produce section. You know, I spend a lot of time there because I'm picking out peppers because I like stuff hot. I make my own hot sauce. And, mm-hmm. and so I see these two nuns across the produce section. And they were in the traditional garb, full length brown uh, habit and in the black... Um, hood and all that stuff. And so I don't know why, but I kind of felt this call to go over there and, and say hello to them. Mm-hmm. And because my, I kind of grew up around a lot of nuns. My, my great aunt was a nun and, and, um, and I spent a lot of time as a little guy and a young man even going down to visit at, uh, at the mother house where they were in Allegheny, New York. And, and, um, so I just kind of felt to go, felt called to go over and, and, and say hi to these two sisters. And we had the greatest conversation and well, you know, I came home and I was like, you can't I, stop t- talking about I couldn't stop talking about it. I was very inspired by their story. They're here in, in yeah. Texas. They're looking for some land to build a monastery and they have a blog and they're just starting to blog and all that. And they're, you know, very traditional. They're, they're from a, an order that's cloistered nuns. And so um, it just seemed so cool to me that they were trying to get into social media and, and, uh, yeah. and so I said, well, if you need any help with the podcast, let me know. I'd be happy to help. And, uh, but one of the things that they do is they make organic soap. And it's kind of like our nope, the nope, the soap that we don't use. <laughs> remember? <laughs> right. So anyway, they, they do this organic soap thing and they sell that. And you know what? I'm actually going to, I'll put a link to the show notes to their soap. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. They'd probably appreciate that. And uh, it smells absolutely it's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. So long story short, Vanessa and I, we went, we went to see them. On Saturday, and they were at uh, Williams Sonoma for an, an artisan's display. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we walk in, they're like, "I recognize you from your videos." To to you, to Vanessa, uh-huh. and uh, that was so cool. <laughs> so that that was really cool. So you know, I just realized at that time, okay, it's time to break out of my shell of you know not extending my hand to people first mm-hmm. and introducing myself first. And it goes along the same lines as the, uh, I started a podcast group on, uh, on meetup.com. Mm-hmm. That was my thing a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And uh, we have our first meeting coming up. And, and so I'm looking forward to that. So that was another way that I kind of put myself out there. And then I guess the, 
So this is really the third thing. Maybe it's three a three part. <laughs> this this last thing is my my eyesight. You know, my eyesight has been really getting bad. I've had like perfect vision my whole life, mm-hmm. and I've really needed glasses lately for reading and and writing. And I just fought it. I fought it all the time. And then twice I was um, well. We have this cat who's it's not our cat. Um, it's like a neighborhood cat, but she spends most of her time in our backyard on our back porch. We call her ODC. I see her right now. She's sitting on our barbecue grill right here. Yeah. So so her name is ODC. Well, we named her ODC for outdoor cat and uh, because it's simple. So, and our daughter calls her Odyssey. So we just kind of shortened ODC to Odyssey. And so, you know, as I'm walking by, I got an, I have a 19 step commute from the back door to out here to the world shed quarters. Uh And uh, so usually she'll follow me or run straight up to the door and I'll reach down and I'll just like, you know, grab her, grab her tail and, and, uh, you know, just pet her tail. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, twice I've walked out of the house and a lot of times she comes running up to me just as I'm walking out just to say hi, you know, she's one of them personable cats. And so twice I've walked out and I said, hi, Odyssey. I reached down to grab her tail because her tail's sticking out like that. Well, it's not Odyssey. It's the... The, the watering the, the can. watering can right <laughs> the spout to the watering can looked like your tail but I didn't have my glasses on oh, so that's, that's uh, bad it's bad yes I was like okay time to wear the glasses <laughs> and it didn't happen once but twice right? yeah twice that's hilarious yeah so that's the story Odyssey outdoor cat the cat finally convinced me it's time to wear my glasses that's so, funny so that's that's kind of my thing I guess my my to to wrap that up it's you know, there's a there's a time when in your life when you got to just make a decision and, and take some action, and I and I started doing that in the last uh, couple of weeks, so it makes things a little simpler for Good me. Good for you. Good for you. That's awesome. <laughs> well, my thing, I've got two things as well. <laughs> the first thing is um, our taxes. We did our taxes this week, and it was just it was so funny as we're driving to our tax appointment. Um, Dan was like, "This is so weird." Because all we had was this thin folder that just had some of the basic documents. Like the 1099s. Yes. And, uh-huh, the time know. that you have to have. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and and then we had a little uh, thumb drive, right? Right. That had all of our, like one gig. Over a gig of Of just receipts, receipts and, and documents. Yep. So all of our types. All scanned. Yeah. All, all scanned. All the documents are on there. And it was just so weird because usually we're loaded up with, with all our current files and even last year's records and all that stuff. And it was just awesome that all we needed was our iPad, that thumb drive, and yep. that little folder. Older. Any questions just, came up? You just pop them right up in, uh, in Evernote. Yep. Have is. you heard of Evernote? It's in oh. program. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Yeah. You're terrible. I know. We're totally geeked out on it. But. <laughs> so that was really cool that we simplified that. There are some. There are some things that we still need to kind of simplify even more yeah, with the process. Yeah, I think so too. As far as figuring out our process and not, um, it was way better than last year. Last year yeah. was very stressful. I mean, we spent like two days trying yeah. to get everything together, even though we thought we were organized, it really weren't. And we were new business owners and stuff like that. So it was a little bit more complicated, but otherwise um, this year it was much easier right. and just a couple more things to yeah. take. I think the big thing that I need to work on with that is, um, is really refining. I have so many different backups where if I get a receipt for say I register a website or I make a purchase, a business purchase on Amazon, and I automatically get those emails. I have filters built in Gmail where it automatically sends it to Evernote. And so I have a copy in Gmail, I have a copy in Evernote, and then I snap a picture of it with my phone and put it yeah, in the business expense much. tracker. Yeah, it's almost too much. 
And um, so it makes for some a, a lot of files, yeah, and uh, or a lot of digital files, I mm-hmm. should say. I'm not concerned about losing the information because it's there in a lot of places. Right. I just have to hone it down and homogenize it a little bit. Right. So, and then I have a kind of a funny story too. Um, <laughs> my, uh, I have a brother. That- both my brothers actually live in Idaho, but, um, you know, my brother just got, you know, he got an iPhone about a year or so ago and he's, he's really good on Facebook and stuff. And he's pretty, he's funny. he is, he's a funny dude, he's you funny. know, he's my younger bro, but he is, he's a funny guy. And, um, he's just, he's an artist. He's a, he still skateboards at 35 years old. I mean, yep. he's just, or maybe he's 36 now. I don't know. <laughs> so he's pretty amazing. But, um, he posted that he got a new motorcycle. Well, a used one, a used Harley Davidson. And I was like, bro, do you even know how to ride a motorcycle? Because the backstory is that back in 1996, I had a motorcycle in college and I told him, hey, I will teach you how to ride as long as you get your rider's permit. Just take the test, study this little book, take the test. Because I was studying criminal justice. I had to be legal, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. keep this legit. And um, well, one night he comes in and I hear the garage door open because at one point the four of us kids were all in college together. And that was that was not a very fun time. But anyway, <laughs> um, it was stressful. But I hear the garage door opening up and I go down there and basically he had taken my motorcycle out and crashed it. So basically I'm replying. I'm having this conversation back and forth with him. And I'm like, yeah, because um, the last I remember, yeah, you kind of crashed my little Honda Nighthawk. He's like, Nighthawk? I thought you had a Rebel. I said, no, it was just a little Nighthawk, the little 250cc engine. It was basically a little moped. He's <laughs> like, it, it wasn't a moped. For me, it was a, a rocket ship. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess it would feel like a rocket ship if you didn't know what the heck you were doing and yeah. crashed it. But it was just hilarious. And I guess the reason why it's my thing is that I had like the biggest belly laugh and it still cracks me up. And it's just awesome that even with this distance that I can still have a relationship with my bro. I call my bro bro. And so that was just so cool. That's cool. It was a funny story. And I really, Dan makes me laugh all the time, but he really made me laugh. So that's my thing. Good stuff. <laughs> my Good things. Stuff. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to our feedback segment. Um, you guys have been great about leaving iTunes ratings as always. And the reviews are awesome. So we hope you keep it up. First up, we have Mike from musicradiocreative.com in the UK. Yeah, and Mike wrote, I love the quality and content that Dan and Vanessa produce every single week. The recent episodes on Evernote, have you heard of Evernote before? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, were especially handy as I wanted to use it more. This oh. podcast has converted me into a big Evernote fan. Keep up the great work, guys. And I'll tell you why, for coming from Mike, that makes me feel great because that's the business that he and his wife, Isabella, are in. They're in, he's from musicradiocreative.com, wow. right? Which is, I mean, they have got it going on. And I met them in a couple of months ago in Vegas when I was there for New Media Expo. And they're fantastic people. And if you ever need voiceover work done or a commercial uh, Mike and Isabella, they're, that's, they're the go-to folks for that for they sure. They sound phenomenal. They do. And, uh, and they have lots of people that do voiceovers for yeah. them as well. So if you do any type of audio work, um, his YouTube channel is a goldmine of info too. So again, it's uh, Mike, Mike Russell at musicradiocreative.com. Thanks for that review, Mike. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was nice. And then we had Allie Kay wrote, this podcast is great. I love listening to it. It gives me such clarity and encouragement on my road to simplified living. There's an abundance of useful tips in this podcast. Not only is it great for helping me towards my goals, it is also a bright spot in my day. Dan and Vanessa always make me laugh every time I listen to them. Aww. That's cool. <laughs> I love it. And Michelle Abu wrote, 
Number one, very nicely done from the first episode. Hard to believe they are just starting out. I've been obsessively listening to Dan Carlin's Common Sense Hardcore History, and Vanessa and Dan completely derailed me yesterday as I laughed and learned through the first eight podcasts. The shows are so well put together, it's difficult to believe the two of them are podcast novices. Oh, that's cool. Number two, as another reviewer commented, the show just seems to click for me. The combination of organizational life and tech tips is a one, two, three punch. Love the thing, too. <laughs> Number three, while listening, I completely reorganized my closet and did some major edits. Cool. While I have my doubts about the IKEA customers in the survey, it was nonetheless deeply satisfying. So thanks for the inspiration. Keep them coming. I forgot about that. And what was that? that it was basically that I forgot the, the quote, but it, like or the 85% stat, that people felt more satisfied after organizing their closets than having sex. Yes. <laughs> so, it's a family show. Family show. Just but, saying. Yeah. But that's very cool. Okay. Now wait until you hear this one. This is another one from iTunes. Simple Life Together is the number one podcast we look forward to every week. Dan and Vanessa's enthusiasm has rubbed off on all of us. Their practical tips have inspired my family to edit and forget it so that we can focus on what's most important. Dan and Vanessa love each other and they love their message of simple living. But I think this is the best thing. They love their listeners and truly desire to help bring joy into their lives. So we're tuning in. And that's from the Jubes, a family of 18. Yes, you heard that right. They have 16 kids, and they're simplifying their life together. That is awesome. That is amazing. We have got to talk to them. Yes. Yeah, we Just need, saying. Definitely. Get ready, Chris. And uh, <laughs> you can learn more about the Jube family at Chris Jube's website, chrisjube.com. Thanks so much for that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, and he's joined um, the Edit and Forget It Challenge in the Facebook page, and he's already just been pumped and making progress, yes. especially on their, their digital. Digitizing. Yeah, yep. digitizing their papers, yeah. so. It's awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So that's it for episode 21 of Simple Life Together. Today, Dan talked about menu bar apps and browser extensions, and I talked about helping others edit and organize. Vanessa's thing was our simpler taxes and a funny story about her bro bro in motorcycles. <laughs> it's my a rocket thing, ship. <laughs> yeah. And my thing was talking about how freeing it is to finally admit it's time to move on and take some action on a couple of things. Now, don't forget to sign up for the Edit and Forget It Challenge to eliminate 2013 things from your life in 2013. To make sure you don't miss an episode, the best thing to do is subscribe to the show. You can find us in iTunes, Stitcher, and lots of other podcast directories. Or you can just go to simplelifetogether.com slash RSS and subscribe there as well. Thanks again to all of those who've left such great reviews and ratings. If you get some value from the show and want to show us some loving, just go over to simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes, write a couple of lines, and hit a few stars. And that's it. And remember, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 021. Connect with us on Twitter. I'm at Get Simplified, and Dan is at Daniel Hayes. We have links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles on the website. We love to get your emails, notes, and voicemails, so be sure to leave comments below the show notes or a voicemail on the site. Feel free to plug your show or your site, and we'll talk about it on a future episode. Or just send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your Simple Life Together. <laughs>